Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. Uh, we're glad to be with you this morning. We have a special guest going to be with us a little bit later in the service, uh, going to give a testimony. And so we're excited to have have uh, that person with us. We, um, I'll tell you what, I woke up this morning and just, just sensed the Lord's presence and uh, believe, and I, I mean this, I mean, I say this to be optimistic uh, throughout, but the Lord is working and uh, things are going to, we're going to have breakthroughs in some of these areas uh, that, that we're facing. I, I believe that. I believe these this 21 days of prayer and fasting, it just is at the, at the right time. Not just, excuse me, not just at the beginning of the year, but in this season of life, uh, how important it is to focus our attention on the Lord. There's certainly a lot going on in our country and around the world. Even more important to fix our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith. And um, so that's what we're going to do. So we're glad to have you with us this morning, people watching from all over uh, the place, and we're glad glad to have you. Well, let's take a look at our scripture of the day, which is our second promise. Our second promise. Uh, we're going through a series of the 10 promises that everyone needs to know, and this is the second one. If you didn't get a chance to hear last week's message, it's still on Facebook Live. Uh, take it, Take a look at it. Uh, I think it'll be worth it to you to keep up with these promises that, that we're doing. I'll talk about uh, the packet a little bit later. But the promise that we're focusing on today is this. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. What a great promise. My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And that's Philippians 4.19. That's a good one to highlight. It's a good one to underline. All of these promises are worth putting and keeping somewhere, highlighting in your Bible. Sometimes, you know, we need to just look through and we need to be encouraged. God's word will encourage you. Not just the words. That's encouraging. But it'll encourage you because it's the Word. It's the Word of God. It's more than any other words written on pages or anything else we might read. It is the Word of God. It's God's letter to us. And so that's why it does something to our spirits. That's why it does something in our lives because it's active and it's powerful. And so keep the Word of God in front of you. Uh, may my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, as we gather today, we gather in your name, in different locations, but completely unified because of who Jesus is in our lives, what he's done in our lives. And Lord, we want to fulfill his purpose. So it's about the person of Jesus. It's about the purpose of Jesus. That's what unifies us. I pray, Lord, that as we move forward in this service today, uh, we would honor you and that we would sense that connection we have with you and with each other. 
even though we're separated for this short time. And I pray that your blessings would be upon your people today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for your faithful giving throughout this past year. It's been a, a trying year in many different ways. Um, but you have been faithful in giving and we appreciate it. There are multiple ways to give. You can give through our app. I can't recommend the app enough to you. If you have a smartphone, you can download our app uh, that we have as a church. And everything you need to grow in your relationship to the Lord is on that app. Um, if you can see that, I don't know if that's coming up backwards for you uh, or not, but it looks like it is. But everything is there about the church, Bible, just press that, takes you right to be able to read the Word of God, to donate, register, and set it up and go. The events, which we don't have any now, will be on there. Prayer requests, you can get on the app at any time. The prayer requests go directly to our prayer uh, chain coordinator. It will get out there. If you want it to be private, just mark that private and um, we'll be praying for you. There's a contact card to give us your information or you can contact us, I mean, a connection card, podcast that you can listen to our services uh, without seeing them. You can download them onto your phone and listen. Our Facebook page, our Instagram, our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of messages on there uh, that you can listen to with the title and themes, anything that you've missed, or uh, if you see a theme that you're interested in, it's all there. So anyway, uh, thank you for your faithful giving. God is meeting our needs according to his riches and glory. One of the questions uh, is uh, the stimulus checks. Are we to tithe on the stimulus checks? Listen, I don't tell people what to do. Uh, I refer you to the Word of God, and I do believe that's income to us, whether it's taxable or not, and uh, my family, we tithe on it. We tithe on everything that comes in. Um, we received a blessing uh, in the mail not too, too long ago, and we tithe on that. And then another blessing came, and we tithe on that. And you just can't outgive God. So you talk it over with your family and and go go from there. Remember, tithes and offerings first, then everything else next, missions and so on and so forth. Uh, that's God's plan. Tithes first, then offerings. All right, let me share a couple of announcements uh, with you. We do have some things going on. We're, we're hoping to open January 24th uh, to open the building back up. Church never closes. The building closes. So we've had the building closed, and I'm, I'm kind of... I'm not happy we had to do it, but I think it was the right decision at the right time. So uh, as far as we know, January 24th, we're going to open the building back up just for Sunday morning service. Uh, we'll have adult Sunday school starting February 7th, February 7th. On the 31st, uh, we're going to have our BGMC celebration. It is a miracle what happened through BGMC in a year that the building was closed half of the year absolutely miraculous and we're going to celebrate that on the 30 31st somehow we're going to have treats uh, i know stella and 
rows are working on it. I don't know how they're going to pull it off, but we're going to have treats uh, for for everyone. For now, we're going to continue our Wednesdays online. During these 21 days, we're doing a prayer, uh, reading scripture, and just, just sharing together briefly on Wednesdays. Again, if you didn't get a chance to be a part of Wednesday, uh, take a look at it. It's it's there. Uh, watch it with us. Pray with us. One of the nice things about Facebook Live is that you don't have to watch it as it's happening. You can go back on our page and and watch it. Well, I like to do a meme of the week when we do online stuff. And here's the reason. It's simple. There's a lot of pressure in all of our lives, and there's a lot of stress that we're experiencing. It's okay to laugh. It's okay. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And so it's not that we don't take the Word of God seriously. We do. We just don't take ourselves too seriously. That's an important distinction. Uh, Through the years, I've found, even myself sometimes, uh, taking myself too seriously and God not seriously enough. I think the balance is is don't take yourself too seriously and take God very seriously. But here's a funny meme uh, that I found this week. Me looking outside to see what chapter of Revelation we're doing today. Boy, it seems like the end times, doesn't it? <laughs> you never know what's, what's going to happen in our day and in, in what we're facing Uh, I know you're praying for our country. Continue to do that. We did that on Wednesday, and we'll continue to. God's in control. It doesn't look like he is, but he is. He's either in complete control or he has no control, and he is in control. Stop watching the news. Stop worrying. Stop being so political. Uh, Focus on Jesus Christ. That's what he has called believers to do. Focus on Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't want to get into it today. I will at some point. But uh, we're called to be the church of Jesus Christ, to lead people to Jesus, not to lead people to a political party. All of these political parties will eventually be gone. All of the presidents will be gone. America will be gone. Every country on earth will be gone. The only kingdom that will matter is the kingdom of God. We're not trying to make a point. We're trying to make a difference. And the difference we're trying to make as a church is eternal and everlasting. People could vote whatever's the right way. Uh, They could vote the right way and spend eternity in hell. We have to keep that in mind. It's God's kingdom that matters. God's kingdom. Uh, All right, that's enough of that. Well, I'm excited to uh, share God's word with you this morning. We're going to talk about this promise uh, that that we're looking at. I'm going to be reading from Philippians 4, 10 through 20. Philippians 4, 10, actually, yeah, 10 through 20. On your screen, it says 17, because that's going to be my focus. But as I begin, it's going to be chapter 4 of Philippians verse 10 through 20. Paul's writing this from prison. All right, so catch that as we begin. Paul writes this, I rejoice greatly in the Lord. (laughs) He's in prison, and yet he's rejoicing in the Lord. He's focusing not on his temporal circumstances, but on his eternal Savior. 
And he says this, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Boy, that's a good one to highlight. I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. He goes on, verse 12, I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Paul was content no matter the circumstances. Look at this next verse. You'll know it. We can be content. Paul was content no matter whether he was well-fed or hungry, living in plenty or in want. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. You can make it through any circumstance you're facing, excuse me, whether it's mountaintop, good, or valley, going through difficult times. You can make it through because God will give you the strength to make it through. Okay? Let me keep going here. Uh, Yet it is good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, verse 15, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. The Philippian church was faithful in their giving. They continued to support Paul in his mission and in his ministry. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid again and again when I was in need. Verse 17, Paul says, not that I was looking for the gift, but I am looking for what may be credited to your account. Paul wasn't asking selfishly. He needed money, practical money. He needed cash (laughs) to carry on the work that God had called him to do, but he wasn't looking for selfish gain. He wanted their gifts to be credited to their account, that God is keeping track of this. God is keeping track of our giving. And he wanted not just the gift, but he wanted it to be credited to their account. Now watch verse 18. I have received full payment and even more. I am amply supplied. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus, the gifts you sent. Okay? Now watch this, and we're going to look at this. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And here's our, watch. They gave, he's received. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. And here's the promise. And my God will meet all of your needs according to his riches, glorious riches, in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Well, promise number two. And God will meet all of your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. The title of the message today is Partnership in Provision. And it's basically this, do your part and God will do his. That's how it works. Here are the three points we're going to look at. Paul was supplied. 
God was pleased and God provides. That's it. That's it. It's simple. It's right there in those verses, verses 18 and 19. Paul was supplied. God was pleased. God provides. As I mentioned, Paul was a missionary. He was traveling around where God wanted him to go and needed money to do that. Just like you need money to live, missionaries need money. I'm thankful uh, throughout this whole pandemic, we have been able to support our missionaries because of your faithful giving. We've been able to keep the church going. We've been able to grow the church, expand our ministry, work on our facilities that God has given us because faithful giving. It takes money to do ministry. That's just the way it works. And you've been faithful in that. This message is not to uh, condemn. Uh, it's to encourage. It's to encourage you. And when I get to it, I know many of you are going to be able to say, yes, God is faithful. He has met my needs even through this time. It's been difficult, but God is faithful. So anyway, so Paul was a missionary traveling around. Uh, sometimes he worked as a tent maker. Sometimes he had to work outside in order to supply his needs, but he willingly did that. Now think of this. I, gotta, I got so much to say. Uh, think of this. He was a Pharisee before he got saved. He was probably fabulously wealthy. Came from a good family, was respected, was a, a religious leader, political leader. He's probably fabulously wealthy. He, he gave all that up to serve Jesus. <laughs> think on that. Think on that. To the point that he went from being a Pharisee where people were waiting on him, that he just he made tents so that he could preach the gospel. I mean, that is an amazing, amazing thought to me. Uh, but he relied on people's giving so he could carry on. He thanked the Philippian church for their faithfulness and support. Every time we have a missionary come that we've supported, what do they do? They thank us. Because, I mean, most churches, they try to be faithful. They try, uh, but not all of them can. Our church, in the 21 years I've been here, has never missed a monthly uh, payment or support to a missionary. It just, we haven't. We've had clerical errors that, that happen, you know, uh, between just a lot of different things. No one's fault in particular. And we've heard that missionaries didn't get their support for a month or two or whatever. You know what we did is we went back and retroactively uh, caught up with whatever we did. Here's why we were able to do that, because we had it, because of your faithful giving. Isn't that awesome? Think about that. Think about that. What a great privilege we have to be part of this church. They gave, and God supplied everything that Paul needed. I've received full payment, and even more, I'm amply supplied now that I have received your gift. Again, Paul was supplied. He wasn't asking uh, for uh, himself, um, uh, for his glory and, and all of that. He was doing it for the, the work of the Lord. That's why I, I never have a problem presenting the offering and encouraging you to tithe and give offerings to missions because it's going to the work of the Lord. And we're moving forward in that. Paul said, it's not the gift I seek, but the credit that will be added to your account. He knew that God was watching. And when God saw the Philippians individually and the church as a whole give, God was pleased. I mean, I don't want to speak for God, 
but um, I think he's been pleased with Hope Assembly of God and our faithfulness and, and giving. It's a fragrant offering, verse says, to God, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Now, as a church, we do. As individuals, this is true as well. When we give, it's a fragrant offering to God. Uh, this is a joke. I, I hope your offering, your tithes and offerings don't stink. <laughs> I, I hope that I hope that it's a pleasing fragrance to God. I, I really do uh, in that. But when we give, which we'll talk about, it's a pleasing sacrifice to God. In Exodus twenty nine eighteen, it says, "Then burn the entire ram on the altar." We don't do that anymore. We don't offer animal sacrifices because Jesus died once and for all. It's a burnt offering to the Lord, a pleasing aroma. An offering made to the Lord by fire. What's the sacrifices that we give? We give ourselves to God. We give the resources he gave us back to him. That's what the sacrifice is. That's what the sacrifice is. Uh, we give to him. That's what our worship is. We're not sacrificing animals. We're sacrificing uh, our own lives that his will would be done. We're sacrificing our finances so that uh, God's will can be done. As God received their sacrifice as a pleasing aroma, he receives our giving as a pleasing aroma. And so again, maybe I should have titled this, I hope your gifts don't stink. Uh, no, that's not serious enough. That's not serious. You know, I'm a serious guy. Uh, so the gifts were an acceptable sacrifice. Watch this. Their gifts were sacrificial. Sacrificial. They gave until they felt it. Now watch how this works. Exercise is not exercise until you can feel it. Me sitting here in this, although the way I use my hands, uh, I think I do exercise a bit, but me sitting here is not exercising. As much as I try to tell myself that I'm exercising my mind, I'm not exercising my body. Exercise is not working until you feel it. See, sacrifice is not giving until you feel it. That's sacrificial giving. Until you feel it, until you cut out other things in order to supply the needs in the kingdom for your church, that's this church, and for the missionaries that we support. Giving is not sacrificial until you can feel it. Giving is a spiritual exercise. It only works if you're feeling it, if you're feeling it. Um. Let me encourage you to give sacrificially, to give up something. That's what we're doing with fasting. We're giving up something because we want to see God work. Let me encourage you in your giving to give up something and give to the work of the Lord at Hope Assembly and the missionaries and ministries that we support. That's when God works. That's what's pleasing to God. It's not what we give. It's what we have left. Look at the, uh, I got so much, I'm sorry. Let me keep going because we have a special guest I want to welcome in the next couple of minutes. Uh, watch, the, the woman that gave two mites, it wasn't what she gave, it was what she had left. She gave all that she had to the work of the Lord. You have to think the temple that she gave to at that time was a disaster. The religious leaders were false shepherds. They were using the, the, the church grounds to... Uh, uh, rip people off. 
She wasn't giving to the temple. She was giving to the Lord. And it wasn't what she gave. It's what she had left. Sacrificial giving is what's pleasing to the Lord. And that's what our lives are all about. Number one, to be pleasing to God. Is my life pleasing to God? And as we're talking about giving, because that's where our promise is, that's where the condition is, is my giving pleasing to the Lord? Listen, you don't have to please me. I don't even know what you give. I only get a report on the lump sum. Sometimes people will apologize for not being able to give. They apologize to me, and I, I appreciate that, and I know their heart. And I know sometimes things are tough and situations are tough. I'm not the judge of all of that. Other people will, you know, they'll they'll conversationally, you know, put out there, you know, what they're what they're giving or how much they're giving. Yeah, that's between you and the Lord. That's between you and the Lord. Only you and the Lord can decide whether your giving is sacrificial and a pleasing sacrifice unto the Lord. The the difficulty is if I can be a little honest with you. Okay, The difficulty is when people uh, want everyone to know how much they give, they want something in return. They want, oh boy, I'm sorry, I'm going to be blunt here, I apologize. Uh, actually, I apologize that I don't feel worse about it, I'm going to be a little blunt. They want me to know how much they give so that they can get something from me or from the church down the road. And it goes like this. Oh, I've given so much. Why doesn't the pastor? Or I've given so much. Why doesn't the church? You see? That's the whole wrong motivation. We're not giving to get from people. We're not even giving to get from God. He graciously gives to us. We give because we want to please God. Please God and not man. All right. So God is pleased with our sacrificial giving. He's watching. He knows what's happening. That's why Paul could say that. What you're giving is a pleasing sacrifice. I can't meet your needs, but I know somebody that can. I can't provide for all of your needs, but I know somebody that can, and his name is Jesus. And our third and last point is God provides and my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Hallelujah. What a promise. Just like every promise in the Bible, it comes with a condition. And the con watch, the condition of provision is submission. The condition of provision is submission. Submitting to the known will of God. Write that down. The condition of provision is submission. And submission is to the known will of God. And God will provide. Well, listen, I want to welcome uh, and invite a guest to join us uh, here this morning. Uh, she is 8,962 years old. And so she knows this to be true. She's served God. She's given sacrificially. She's taught her children and grandchildren the importance of giving sacrificially into the work of the Lord. She served God for many years. She was born during the Depression, lived through wars. First son was born while her husband was at war in the Korean War. She's been through good times and been through bad times, but she has a testimony because the condition of provision is submission. 
and she's going to tell you firsthand and personally what God has done in her life to meet her needs at every stage of her life. Let me do some work here with the technology, and we're going to welcome my mom. My mom is going to be with us, and uh, she's going to join us. Let's see if I can get this done here. Um, bear with me. Uh, sorry, you got to see my big face, my big head. My hair looks good, though, doesn't it? My hair looks good. Um, here's, here's my mom. She's been watching from uh, Ohio, and now she's here with us. I'm going to turn up her volume. She watches each and every week. Uh, let me turn up her volume here so you can hear her. Everybody text something. Say hi to mom. This is Nancy. Mom, can you hear me? Yes. I hope you can hear, hope you can hear my mom. Uh, I'll do the best I can with the microphone here so that you can hear her. Uh, so she didn't want to say this, but I'm her favorite son. Uh, I'm her favorite of all of her children and grandchildren. Uh, so I wanted to get that on the recording so that we would know that and I could hang on to that. Mom, you don't have to respond to that, but welcome today. And thanks, uh, thanks for uh, being a part of our service service today. We're, we're so glad to have you. Uh, so let's talk a little bit, Mom, about what God has done and is doing in your life. Just a second here. I need to uh, get something going here. All right. So anyway, uh, Mom, has God been faithful to you for these 8,962 years? Yes, he has. See, I harass everybody, not just, I, I even harass my poor mom. She's a saint, and I harass her. So if I harass you, you're in good company uh, today. Um, through the years, though, seriously, Mom, has, has God provided for all of your needs? Dad passed away, and Mom had raised six of us alone. Wow! And and no Social Security in those days. How many kids? But we had fourteen children, and I'm the last of the fourteen. Fourteen children. Your dad died when he was young. Uh, when right, he, was, he was young, he was fifty-six. Fifty-six. Yeah. I'm fifty-four, so fifty-six is like a child. And was you? You were the youngest of fourteen. And and yes. God and God provided. Absolutely. You've been through difficult times, haven't you? Uh, yes, well, I've been through quite a few different diff difficulties. But but th um, but through it all, we've never been without. Through it all, God has provided, hasn't He? Yes, He has. We've never been without food, clothes, or a place to live. Thank God. And I still live in the same house, eighty-nine years later. 89 years, still living in the same house. You were born in the upstairs bedroom, weren't you? Yes, I was. <laughs> yep. Um, any any particular examples of uh, of times that God provided? Um, well, first of all, God provided me with a wonderful husband and four sons and daughters in love and their families. And there was a time when uh, we were growing up and we heated with coal furnace. And we did not have money to buy coal. It was ex not like today, you have gas furnaces or whatever. 
And we prayed, and someone would send a load of coal to our house and put it in the in the basement. Not even knowing where it came from. Not knowing, we never knew where it came from. Wow. Tell. And go ahead. Tell that story of uh, Christmas. Oh, one year after Dad passed away, we um, we didn't have money, or we had no way of getting a Christmas tree because, of course, Mom didn't drive, and none of us did either. And so we were kind of sad, but we prayed, and the next morning there was two trees out by our back door, two Christmas trees, which God provided. We still didn't know who did that either. The, um, you know, God looks after us, and he meets our greatest needs, but he's so yes, loving. Yeah. He's so loving, he even meets our desires. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it sure is. Now, how about now, you know, Dad's been been gone for a few years now and we miss him every day uh and he lives in us and through us every every day but is god at this stage of your life this season of life is he continuing to meet your needs absolutely we have plenty of food and i just don't want to cook anymore (laughs) how many uh how many i've never done without because of god's promises how many meatballs you think you've made through the years, Ma? Oh my goodness, I have no idea. <laughs> Glory to God! How many of you? How many of you listening right now would love to have some of my mom's meatballs right now? Type in yes, yes. Send, send meatballs. Send meatballs. Yes. But, Wish I could. I would be glad to do that. But he continues to meet your needs, doesn't he? He still does. He he still continues supplies all my needs. I there's not a thing that that I could want or need, actually, and I'm very thankful for that. God has been very, very good to me in all my years, and I'm thankful. But as you said earlier, you, you, you don't give because you want to get back, but you give because you want to glorify God, and somebody always helps you when you help somebody else, That's financially or otherwise. It doesn't always mean money. In our days, we didn't have money. We had to give other things. That's right. So that's how God provided for us, and I'm thankful. You probably I miss all you guys. <laughs> yeah, they miss you too, Ma. They would vote you in as pastor uh, if given the opportunity. The um, I wouldn't do a very I wouldn't do a very good job. I'm afraid. Well, one of these days, once things settle down, you'll come and visit, and we'll yes, uh, I will. we'll have a good time. Good time together. Um, uh, let me just say, of my parents, they taught us to give and they taught us sacrificial giving this wasn't just something they talked about this was something they lived i remember we were sitting around our dining room table which wasn't odd uh (laughs) and we were eating i'm sure and uh i don't want to say his last name out loud but it was a, a dear friends of the family mike um lived in mcdonald if you know who i'm talking about mom and he, yes, he he told us that him and my dad would go visiting uh, back in the day, and they went to someone's house to visit, to share the gospel and God's love with them, and the family didn't have any food. And so my dad said, well, we need to go. And so my dad went out and bought them groceries and brought it back. Now, my dad never told that story. Our friend Mike told me that story. We learned it. We learned giving and sacrificial giving firsthand. And now, church, you're hearing... Um, 
not just because she's my mom, obviously, and I love love her, but you're hearing someone that's lived for God for a, a, a lengthy period of time without teasing her about her age, and she's she knows firsthand that God's promise is true, that the condition of his provision is submission, and when we submit our lives to God, we submit our finances to God, he provides over and over and over again. She claims this promise and has lived this promise. Number two, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Mom, do you have anything else to say? Most people are thinking now we should have heard more from your mother and less from you. I get that. I get that. Anything else you want to add, Mom, before I I, uh, close the service? Well, yes, I miss all you you wonderful ladies and your church your church family. And uh, one of these days, I'll be back up there once I everything gets over with here. But and I thank God who that has taken care of all my family too, since we've gone through some sicknesses lately and everything. So I'm very thankful every day. I get up and say thank you for today, Lord, and it- thank you for all my everything that you provide me with. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Mom, for joining us. I'm gonna leave you guys. I'm gonna leave you, you know, on, but I'm gonna turn the volume down. Okay. Okay? Bye. All right. Bye, bye. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. Well, there you have it, uh, firsthand, and I know many of you have experienced the same things. God is good. God is good. Never forget that. Never put your hope in anyone or anything else. God is good. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray for those that are going through difficult financial times with the economy and the pandemic and everything that's going on. We're not making light in any way. We want to give hope, hope to encourage those that are struggling, Lord. Thank you for meeting all of our needs. Thank you, Lord, that you do it not just financially, but you do it spiritually as well. You encourage our hearts. You give us joy and peace and love, the fruit of the Spirit in our lives. We lift up those today that are going through a difficult time. May this be a word of encouragement to them that God will meet all of their needs. Maybe, Lord, it's a challenge for some as well. The condition of provision is submission, submitting our lives, submitting everything that God has given us to him and allowing him to work through us. Thank you, God, for this great church. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of pastoring here and being a part of this great church. Um, And we're looking forward to what you're doing and what you're going to do. And we love you, Lord. We love you. Thank you for your love for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Write something in the comments if you would. I'll read them to my mom uh, a little bit later uh, to encourage her as well. I want to thank her again for joining joining with us through this time. Um, continue to do the 21 for 21. If you didn't receive the packet, email us at godgivesyouhope at gmail.com. We'll send that to you. Someone requested posting the promises on our Facebook page. I'm going to do that as soon as we're done. Thank you for that suggestion so you can have that, have that there. Lastly, earlier in the week, I just read the promises. Find that. It's me. If you see the picture, me in my home office, 
just reading the promises so you can hear them and getting them into your heart and into your spirit that they'll come out of your mouth. Well, it's so true, isn't it, our benediction? Now to him who is able, say it with me. We've had a good day today in the Lord's presence. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly, more than we could ask or more than we could imagine, to him be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Be, be sure to put something in the messages to say hi to my mom. If you need anything, please let us know. God gives you hope at gmail.com. Uh, we're here, here to grow together. God bless you. Love you. Uh, can't even tell you how much I miss the being together as a church and everything, but it's soon. It's going to be soon. Hang in there. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.